0: You know you are capable of more, because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of your career and life, to starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is the Own Your Career, Own Your Life podcast. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Own Your Career podcast. I'm your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show that is dedicated to helping you take ownership of your career and prepare for the future of work, whatever that may be, and set yourself up for future success. Uh, That's what we're all about. That's what I've been working hard to do over the last few years and what I'm always striving to do for myself and spreading the word and on that mission to teach more people to own their careers, to help more people live intentionally and set themselves up for future success. Uh, a lot of this I uh, laid out in my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, which is available on Amazon. If you don't have a copy yet, uh, I'd love for you to go grab a copy. We also have some free bonus resources on our website at ownyourcareerownyourlife.com bonus. And today is uh, possibly our last episode of 2022 uh, we are as we release this, uh, heading into a holiday break uh, for many people. Some of you that might just be a day or two off. Uh, for others, getting as much as two weeks off uh, from work, uh, depending on you know where you work and if you run your own business or not. I'm personally taking you know a week or so, maybe a little bit more off of work. And um, I've been thinking about how I'm spending that time and how I spend my time in other places. And I wanted to make this episode today to remind you that you own your time, that you get to decide how and where you spend your time. Now, that may it may not always feel that way. In fact, a lot of times we have obligations and we're being asked to do things and we feel like we don't have any control over that. For example, if you work for a company and you have a boss, uh, that boss or manager or project manager may be giving you assignments and projects to work on and saying, hey, I want this thing done by, you know, the end of the week, the end of the month, whatever it may be, right? And you feel like, oh, I have to do this, right? And in that case, I want you to think about your language, uh, because technically, you don't have to do it, right? There, nobody's forcing you. Um, you do have a an obligation uh, in that you have an employment contract, right? Whether it's a written contract, or it's just understood that, uh, you do the work that they ask you to do, and they pay you, right? On a regular basis, they pay you on time. Hopefully, they do that, and, and hopefully, they treat you with respect. Uh, and they also have a, a culture of inclusion and belonging where you feel like you're really part of something, right? That's, that's the extra benefits. Um, but, you know, you need to do the things that they're asking you to do if you want to continue to get paid and work there, right? Otherwise, there might be a problem. Uh, but the truth is, from a technical standpoint, you don't have to do anything, right? Your boss could come to you and say, hey, Jennifer, John, Sam, whatever, right? Uh, I've got this project I want you to work on. And you could say, no, I don't want to, right? Just like that, the, the guy in Office Space, if you've seen that movie years ago, when his boss came to him and said, uh, I need you to come in on Saturday. And he said, no, I'm not going to, right? He, he kind of like was, was just rejecting the system. Um, and you know, it was a funny movie, but it's true, right? You could say no. And it's possible that if you've got a good manager, you would have some discourse on that and, uh, maybe come up with a solution. Oh, you don't like doing this type of thing. Is there other work that you'd prefer to be doing? Like, how could we get this done if you don't want to do it? Uh, but it's also possible they could say, uh, what are you talking about? I said, you need to do this and you need to do it. And if you don't do it, you're going to get fired. Right. And so now you have even more of a pressing obligation to do this work, but I would just remind you that you still don't have to do it, right? You're still choosing to do the work. As long as we live in a free country with capitalism and democracy and all of that, that you could say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, I'm, and I'm out of here, right? You you could quit your job or you could wait for them to fire you. And then you could go find something else to do, right? Find a different job. Now, ultimately, as long as you're working for someone else, you are still going to be ha- still have obligations to do work for them, the work that they want you to do, so that you can get paid and live the life that you want to live. right? So you do have these obligations. I'm just reminding that, like from a technical standpoint, you don't always have to do everything that people ask you or tell you to do. Now, you'd think it, maybe if you become an entrepreneur, you have a lot more freedom, right? And that is true. I'm personally am an entrepreneur. I feel like I have more freedom. However, uh, I'm still always looking for client work, for clients to pay me for work so that I can you know, pay my mortgage, my rent, my bills, you know, feed my family, that sort of stuff. I need money still. I'm not independently wealthy. So I need to find clients. And then I need to follow through on my commitment to those clients. So if a client hires me to speak and I say, uh, I'll be there Tuesday at 4 o'clock for this keynote, then I obviously need to be there, right? Um, in my case, not often are people telling me what they need me to do or want me to do. Sometimes they ask me, Hey, could you provide this? Could you provide this ahead of time? Send us the slides. And again, I could say, no, I could say, I'm not going to do that. Um, but if it's a client I like, I want to accommodate them. I'll say, okay, sure. Let me work on this. I'll send this to you. Right. I'm still in control of my time. I control when I do those things and how I do those things. You know, going back to your work, if you are a knowledge worker, um, there's a good chance that you get to choose a lot of your schedule. Now, you might have meetings ending up on your calendar all the time, but maybe you do have some flexibility in that you can choose when you spend time on certain things. You can decide when you want to work on that project, just like I make my own schedule, and I can kind of decide when I'm going to work on certain things. Now, we also have other obligations that come our way. If you're married, if you have kids, like you have obligations to those people, right? If you have a dog, you have an obligation to walk said dog, to feed said dog, right? Like you have these obligations. Technically, you could choose not to do those things, right? And the dog would eventually, um, I don't know, <laughs> stop living, right? Um, you have these obligations, right? You have pets. Uh, my, my daughter has been asking for a pet for a rodent, actually. She wants a mouse or a gerbil or something for Christmas. And, um, you know, if we get her a rodent, She's going to have to understand that she has obligations to take care of that animal, right? Once you have that animal, you have obligations, right? So we we all have obligations. We all have responsibilities. We're never going to get rid of those. And I would even argue that life without any responsibilities is possibly not even that fulfilling, right? I know many of us dream of, you know, retiring and having no obligations and just sitting on the beach. And some people really love that. But I think there's a reason why you see lots of people continue to work into their retirement age or years, even if they don't really have to, because they love that purpose. They want to feel appreciated, like their work matters, and they're okay with the trade-offs of having those responsibilities because they connect to uh, that feeling of contribution, the feeling like you're making a difference and your work matters, right? I think we all want that. We want to be growing and we want to be contributing. Um, but i say all that as the foundation to the more important point here is that there are a lot of smaller moments throughout our day, our week, our year, our month, our year, and our lifetime where we have more control than we think, and yet we often just react to things and we don't really, we don't always do the, the quote right thing. There is no right or wrong thing but the thing that we would want ourselves to do, right? Or our future self would want us to do. So let me give you a couple examples. And this goes back to checking in with your priorities. So when I talk about owning your career and owning your life, often I start with the concept of you need to build self-awareness, which starts with self-reflection. And with that, you gain more awareness of who you are What are your strengths and weaknesses? What are your values? What are the things that you truly care about? What drives you? What do you enjoy doing? What do you want to spend more time doing? What do you want to spend less time doing? And I often find that I gain more clarity in these things, not just through sitting quietly in self-reflection. I do think that's really valuable and it's something that most people don't spend enough time doing, sitting quietly in self-reflection with a notebook, whatever it is. But I also read a lot of books and listen to podcasts and listen to other people, listen to experts and gurus and inspiring people talk about what's important to them. And uh, I don't ever think that, that I have to live like them, right? There's no should. Uh, everybody gets to live their life however they want. That's what owning your career and owning your life is all about, right? So you can listen to experts, gurus who say, I live my life like this, I built my business like this, I did my career like this, um, here's how you can also be successful. They might even say you should do this even though they don't even really know you. Um, and I want to say to that that no, you don't have to do anything that they do, right? There are no obligations. Um, there's only choice and ownership and you deciding how you want to live your life. Now, you might decide that you want to live your life within certain rules or confines of a community or a niche or something within the world, right? For example, if you're a very religious person, you're a Christian, you decide that you want to be a very devoted Christian, that maybe you decide you need to be at church every Sunday. You've now created this obligation for yourself based on your priorities and your values. And that's great, right? There's, again, there's no right or wrong, Um, I personally don't do that. Lots of other people don't do that. Lots of people do do that. I have lots of friends who go to church every Sunday and that's their choice. They're choosing how to spend their time. And they feel like that is the right choice for them based on their values and the decisions they've made for their lives. Right. That doesn't mean that you have to go. Um, we all get to live our lives based on how we want to do things. Right. So that's church example. Um, let me go back to a couple examples that I had from my own life. And that's that, uh, I'm building a business. I have a lot of stuff going on with work. I've also been really engaged, again, with uh, NFTs and Twitter, and I spend a decent amount of time in those areas every day. Not a ton, you know, maybe maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, uh, popping in here and there, checking on things. For a little while recently, it was more than that, and I got concerned with myself because I felt myself getting distracted from other things. And again, this goes back to, I'm making a choice every day with how to spend my time. And because I have the luxury of making my own schedule, uh, that also gives me the freedom to spend my time in lots of different places. And it also creates the risk that I might get pulled into something, a distraction, what I deem a distraction, right? Uh, Like NFTs, which I find fun and um, I've made and lost money and it's been an interesting market and I've made friends and community and all this stuff. It's been great, right? But if I start spending two hours a day, like I see many people doing... And I still have a business to run in the family, et cetera. Then maybe it's time for me to take a look at my own schedule and how I'm spending my time and ask, am I spending my time in the right places? Am I doing the things that I want to be doing or need to be doing? Am I getting enough done to move me forward to my goals? Because this ultimately will help you with the question of how do I get more done? How do I achieve my goals? And one of the big questions I get asked a lot is how do I do so many things, right? I'm running a business. I've got two podcasts. Um, I run a membership community and a conference. And I've got a family as well. And I spend a lot of time with them, right? We have dinner together every night. And I also go to the gym every day and play a lot of sports. I played basketball this morning and we play in pickleball this evening. And for me, it, the answer is it comes down to priorities, right? You ask yourself, how and where do I want to be spending my time? What are the things that I want to get done? What are the things that are most important to me? And get clear on those things so that when a decision comes up and you have a trade-off to make, then you can decide to do the thing that fits better with your values, your priorities, or your goals, right? And you won't always make the right decision. I certainly don't. Like I said, I get distracted all the time, but I was, I was leading towards an example where I'd been getting kind of sucked back into NFTs recently. There's one project I've been really um, getting involved with, engaged with called Bulls and Apes Project. Uh, Really cool, interesting uh, project and company and what they're building I'm I'm excited about. Um, They were doing an announcement on Twitter and uh, through a Twitter space, just like their audio rooms, right? And I knew this thing was gonna be like an hour or two hours long. It was on my calendar. I thought maybe I'll listen in if I'm free. And I think it was a night one of those was happening. And it had started, and I was just starting to listen in. and like, oh, I wonder what they're going to talk about, get engaged with it. And my daughter came to me and asked me what I read with her. Uh, because we have been reading, recently we've been reading the Harry Potter series together. So we were reading the first book. Uh, as I record this, now we're reading the second book. Uh, it's just been such a wonderful experience to be doing that with her. It's something I always dreamed of doing, you know, reading with like, like a, re- like we, when they were little, she's eight now, When they were little, little Um, You know, always read books with them, but like, you know, the kids picture books. Uh, But I dreamed of this day where like we could be reading like a real book together. And um, she was finally interested in doing that. And so we've been kind of doing it. And so this night, I'm starting to listen to this Twitter space. And she comes over and says, hey, could we read together? Can we read Harry Potter? And it would be very easy in that moment for me to say, oh, let's do it later. I'm listening to this. I really need to listen to this Twitter space right now. I want to hear what these people have to say about this NFT thing, right? And I could see myself doing that in another realm or world, right? Another universe, right? But I checked in with my priorities in that moment. And even though I felt this pull towards like, oh, I want to like be on Twitter or on social media, right? Checked in with my priorities and my values in that moment. Another thing you can do in that moment is ask your future self, you know, go to your 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 year old self and ask, what would you want me to do, Right? And oftentimes the answer becomes really clear, right? Because when you're in the moment and you're deciding between engaging in social media, listening to a Twitter space or whatever, and your kid asking you to read a book, sometimes it seems like a trifleless decision, right? Like, ah, uh, you know, maybe we'll read later. But then you check in with that older self, right? You when you're 90, and you ask your 90-year-old self, hey 90-year-old self, 90-year-old Andy, looking back 50 years ago, do you wish that you spent more time listening to Twitter spaces, if you remember what that was, because they probably don't exist anymore? Or do you wish that you spent more time reading with your daughter? And I'm I feel like I'm gonna I'm like tearing up just thinking about this decision. It gives me goosebumps, right? Because it's so obvious. It's so obvious, right? Of course. You know, you ask any um, older person, senior person over 70, right, what do you wish you did more of in your life? Uh, And nobody ever says, I wish I worked more, right? They might say, I wish I spent more time with family. I know I'm going to cherish these moments of reading with her, with my daughter. And so I made that decision. I turned it off and went and read with her, right? Now, that sounds like an easy decision. I, I hope most of you would make a similar decision. But we are faced with these little decisions all of the time where we're either sucked into social media or reading something or watching Netflix when we could be cooking or doing work or going to bed and getting enough sleep and taking care of our health, right? Just like every day, I mentioned I go to the gym almost every single day, and I could be working during those times. There's always things I could be doing. I could be sending one more email. I could be trying to get one more client. I could be working on a project, right? Right. Um, instead I'm choosing to go to the gym and, and, and be healthy, uh, or like this evening, I'm, I'm going to go play pickleball and it's, you know, it is an activity that is kind of healthy, but it's a lot of fun. I like playing sports and I want to feed that part of me. And, uh, and so I choose to do it over other things. Now, sometimes I get pulled towards that when I could be, uh, back at home with my family having dinner. Right, if we play too late, and then I get to decide, I need to pull myself away from this because dinner, dinner with my family is still paramount; it's the most important thing. Right, I'll have hopefully plenty more years to play pickleball and other sports. We'll see. Um, most of the people I play with on the weekends are much older than me, so that gives me hope, right, that I'll still be able to play. Uh, my mom plays with me every weekend, so we're faced with a lot of these trade-offs and decisions all of the time, and when it comes back to work. Many of you, uh, you know, I know you might be in a situation where you've got a lot of meetings being placed on your calendar, right? I know a lot of people like that. I'm, I'm very lucky that I'm not in that position. I get to choose what I put on my calendar, what I accept um, most of the time. I'm initiating those conversations, not always. And so I know a lot of you have, you know, if you work for a corporation, like people will just throw meetings on your calendar left and right. So, A, to that, I want to say, Take a look at what's being put on your calendar and ask yourself, could I decline or miss some of these things? Could I take back control of my time? Could I push back sometimes and say, I don't think I need to be at this. Um, could you just send me an email summary afterwards? Because I know how often people are like, oh, we're going to meet on this. You know what? We should invite Nancy. I, I think, you know, it'd be nice for her to listen in. Uh, this happens all the time, right? And it's annoying because it's like, well, Yes, you could benefit from listening in, but probably you could also get the equal benefit from just wa- uh, reading an email afterwards with a recap in two minutes, right? It's kind of like what I've decided about sports, and, and this may trigger some people who are really big sports fans. I grew up a really big sports fan. I used to watch a ton of sports, right? And I used to watch everything. And then I made a decision sometime in my 30s, like, I'm just not going to watch much sports anymore. It's such a waste of time, right? And I went that other direction because, again, every day... How we spend our time is a trade-off, right? It has trade-offs. You could be doing other things. So if you spend all day Sunday watching NFL games, like many people in America do, um, you could be doing other things with that time, right? You could be reading a book. You could be playing with your kids. You could be doing work. You could be doing lots of stuff. You are deciding to watch football, which is totally fine. But one thing that I've learned with sports is that, you know, just like you could go to the meeting or you could just read an email summary, is that uh, I always kind of make this joke and and it's bad for people that really like sports, right? But uh, you could spend four hours watching a football game. I could skip the whole thing and wake up the next morning and look at the box score for 10 to 20 seconds and I have about as much information as you do, right? (laughs) Like we both have the same information, who won the game, what the score was, even like whether they were winning the whole time or whether they came back. Um, If I read the recap in two minutes, I can see if any like star players did anything interesting. Um, You get my point, right? I have chosen to use my time doing other things and I uh, still have the same information, right? And that information is virtually useless, by the way, because (laughs) never are we asked to like, you know, obviously like sports knowledge can be helpful sometimes in conversations, but it's not really critical, Um, that said, you know, there are exceptions to this because, uh, we do get a feeling from watching our like favorite sports teams or like big games, and it can become an experience that you enjoy. And that's why a lot of people do like watching sports. I think it just gets out of hand sometimes, but, um, I do still watch most of, uh, my alma mater. I went to the university of Florida. I watch most of our football games every year. That's 12 games a year. So 12 Saturdays for three hours, a Saturday, uh, every year I watch, Um, And also most recently, uh, this past Sunday, I watched the World Cup final and I don't watch hardly any soccer. I didn't watch hardly any of the World Cup, but I did watch the final and I was interested. I just kind of put it on the background, but it got really, really intense and really good. And so I ended up watching the whole thing uh, with my kids and my wife and even my dad came over at the end. And uh, it was a fun experience watching that because I knew that not just is this like a really tight, really good game, but it's like for the championship that's only decided every four years. And there are probably, I don't know, 500 million people watching the same game, the same match at the same time. There's something kind of cool about that, right? Being part of that. Um, but at the same time though, you know, I watched the whole thing and I had a call today with my assistant Stephanie and, um, I, we were talking about our weekends. I said, Oh, I watched the world cup match yesterday. It was really great. And she said, Oh yeah, I heard about that. Who won. Right. So she had like no idea. And I said, Oh, Argentina won. They're the world cup champions. She said, Oh, that's cool. And now we have the same information, right? Like I spent two hours watching a game. She watched none of it. And now we have the same information. Now I had the feeling of watching it. Okay. I'm digressing a little bit, right? But I hope this gets you thinking about how you spend your time, because as the next weekend approaches and there's a bunch of games to watch or the Netflix series you want to watch, I think about that too with like watching TV at night. Um, do I want to be watching TV if it's with my family and it's something they really want to watch? Okay. That actually goes in the bucket of quality time. If I'm watching TV just to watch TV, that's not really my cup of tea, right? I feel like there's other things I could be doing. Um, and that might just be scrolling Twitter, which is my use of choice of how to use my time. And you choose to watch Netflix or something else, right? Um, But you got to ask yourself, like going back to the question of how do I get so many things done? I just mentioned checking in regularly with priorities and goals and values. The other thing is doing a self audit regularly. So ask myself regularly, am I using my time wisely? Is what I'm doing a good use of my time? Um, Hey, I've been scrolling Twitter for the last 20 minutes. Is that a good use of my time? Uh, that's debatable, but I would say generally probably no, there's probably other things I could be doing. Uh, same with Instagram. I, I tend to get sucked into Instagram sometimes. And, uh, luckily they've ha- they've created those notifications. You can put time, uh, restrictions on it, uh, on the iPhone. I think it's within the Instagram app. And so I think I have it set to like 15 minutes or something like that. And so oftentimes I go on Instagram and then sometimes I I get sucked in right into the, into the vortex and I'm just scrolling and looking and commenting on some things. And then I get the notification or I'm posting, right? Sometimes I post on there often too. And I get the notification. It comes up and says, Hey, you've been spending a lot of time on Instagram. Uh, Maybe it's time to take a break. I'm like, Oh, okay. You're right. It is time to take a break. And so then I do put it, I put it down. So I'm, I'm thankful that they've created that. I think they recognize that. After spending years and billions of dollars of uh, with an objective of just trying to get people as addicted to an app and never leaving the platform, that it ultimately could have health and productivity, uh, you know, consequences, and therefore uh, they need to do something to to help people spend less time on there. So I, I appreciate that they do that. But getting back to the point, as we kind of wind this thing up, I want to remind you that you own your time. You get to decide how and where you spend your time. Yes. We do have obligations on a regular basis. We do have obligations. We have work obligations. We have family obligations, right? We have um, even maybe obligations to friends or church or community, right? Certain things that we have committed to doing most of the time because we've choos- chosen to make that commitment, right? But sometimes there's like a societal commitment. Again, like if you have a dog, you need to feed it and walk it and take care of it, right? If you have children, you are responsible for taking care of them and raising them until they're 18, and then you can kick them out, right? Uh, so there are some societal obligations, like rules that that play by this. Um, but sometimes you also choose, right? If you decide to get involved in your church or your community center or a club, uh, a community, and like maybe you run for office or you become a deacon, or, I don't know what, you know, what these things are. You have some volunteer position, elected position, um, you might say, oh, I have to go do this. Well, no, you've chosen to do that, right? You've put yourself into that position and you don't have to go do it, but you, you're choosing to do it, which is a good reminder that like, hey, I chose to do this. Maybe I should get more excited about it, right? When you choose to do things to get excited about them, if you're not excited about it, maybe it's time to reevaluate whether you should be doing that or not. So think about those big things that you have commitments to do, especially the ones that you've chosen And whether you those are the right things for you, if you want to keep doing those things and how you can maybe get more excited or double down on that stuff and remember that you get to do things. You don't have to do anything. You get to do everything, right? It's it's an opportunity. It's a blessing. Um, And then think about those little moments. Those little moments when you could watch one more show or you could go to bed, when you could uh, scroll Twitter or go read with your kids, right? When you could go to the gym or write a few more emails, when you could... Uh, go to the gym or go to happy hour, right? And there's no right or wrong answer. You get to decide how and where you spend your time, right? You could record one more podcast episode, or you could go play pickleball. That's what I'm going to be faced with in a few moments. I know what I'm going to choose, right? So it's up to you. And I think the more you become aware, you know, this is a bit of mindfulness, right? The more you become aware of your values, your priorities, and your goals, your future self would want you to do and the fact that you have a choice a lot of times in those moments the more you can pull yourself out of that as an observer for just a second and go oh i know what the right decision is in this this case because i told myself previously i wanted to spend more time with my kids or i said i wanted to meditate more and spend less time on twitter right or i said i was going to spend less time on social media or I said I was going to spend less time watching um, Netflix or sports or I said I was going to work less or whatever it is that you committed to yourself, you told yourself you were going to do. This is really great uh, going into a new year uh, and probably the next episode I do will be about goal setting for the new year. Think about how and where you're spending your time and whether that serves you and whether it's aligned with the commitments that you've been making or not. And then if it's not, then let's make some adjustments, right? That's what I'm going to be doing Thinking about my own goals for 2023, how and where I want to be spending my time, what gives me the biggest bang for the buck or ROI in terms of either money or happiness, satisfaction, um, fulfillment, whatever it may be, whatever your return is. If I spend my time doing X, that makes me happy or I'm just doing it because I feel like I should, right? Think about those things and then keep making adjustments and keep thinking about how do I want to live How can I take ownership of my own career and my life and uh, check back in with those priorities and values on a regular basis? I hope this has been helpful for you. Um, This is helpful for me just to think this through. And as I'm talking, I'm thinking about my own priorities and obligations and where I've been spending my time and how or where I've been productive. And so I hope it's been helpful for you as well. Uh, I want to remind you that I have a whole book full of tips on how to own your career it's called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. If you don't have a copy, please go grab a copy on Amazon. I think it's $17 for the paperback and $10 for the Kindle, something like that. And honestly, it would, it would mean a lot to me for you to get that book. If you want to do something to support me, I hope it would be helpful for you. If you've already read the book, I appreciate it. Uh, I'd love for you to leave a review on Amazon as well as on iTunes for this podcast. That would really support me as well. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me and uh i appreciate you free resources on our website ownyourcareerownyourlife.com thank you again for listening and i'll talk to you next time